This episode of Eye to Eye is brought to you by Janique Locks. If you're in the 757 and interested in getting locks, she is the one to go to. Specializes in all kinds of locks, dreadlocks, micro locks, sister locks, extensions, interlocks, interlocking, and more. To set an appointment, feel free to check her out on Facebook, Janique Locks. That's G-E underscore N-I-Q-U-E Locks. On Instagram, at Janique Locks, or simply visit her website, JaniqueLocks.com. Janique Locks, where locks are envied. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this podcast. gentlemen, if you are still alive, welcome to the latest and greatest episode of Eye to Eye, short for inspired, to inspire, if you are still alive. That was probably the worst way I could start <laughs> What an time. inspiring intro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, sometimes you, you gotta have some humor about things, but, but boy. Uh, anyway, yeah, eye to eye, short for inspired to inspire the podcast. It's all about being open and honest and real, having conversations about life and faith. And as always, know that we are willing to boldly go when most folks ain't trying to. Except and like trust you're not me, boldly going to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah that's what I was about to say. Or the Walmart. Way to, kill my, way to kill my joke, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's too late now. Didn't mean to step it's off. way too late. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we're all really willing to boldly go, except I'm not trying to go anywhere <laughs> right now. <clears throat> really not trying to go anywhere. Although the, Says the guy is, who's four yeah, states say, away. I'm 100% hypocrite right now. So, <laughs> yeah, um, ladies and gentlemen, for reasons I will specify in a bit, um, I am not in the 757 Hampton Roads area of Virginia. I am actually uh, at the epicenter of coronavirus madness. Uh, yeah, I'm in New York. I'm not in New York City. Heck, not of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm in, uh, in in Jamaica, in the Rockaway Van Wick area of Virginia. Somebody's going to say it's New York City anyway. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. Um, but no, I came up here uh, because uh, my grand, as I call her, is uh, one of my grandmothers in New York. She's not doing too, too hot. And my pops was like, yo, I'm about to hop in a car. I'm like, bet, I'm game. Um, so, yeah, we're up here just kind of helping out with uh, her and uh, helping my uncle and just, you know, trying to enjoy a little bit of life with her because she may not be on the side of eternity much longer. So I, I say it's worth it. Um, I will have you know I have not left this house since we got here. Uh, God bless Uber Eats, although uh, my first uh, order from Uber Eats uh, was, was stolen uh, <laughs> by the Uber Eats driver. Yeah, I'm putting what? him on blast. Uh, if y'all ever see a dude named Berthony in New York, just, Berthony? Sh- yeah, yeah, exactly, hmm. exactly. Well, that name sounds made up. I, it sounds like either it was made up or his parents really just didn't love him. But either way, <laughs> Berthony. Um, if y'all see a cat named Berthony and why, ask him where my chicken is, bro. Huh. Um, I, I don't want it no more because he probably ate it. But that was a crazy thing. Like, uh, even on top of that, like he 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 actually claimed that he had delivered the order. 
like usually if and and this is this is a, the expert Uber driver talking here. If you can't get something to somebody from Uber Eats, you take it back to the restaurant. And nah, he was like, nah, that, I dropped that off, bro. <laughs> I still can't get over this name. It sounds like the ugliest of like the three royal sisters who gets married last. And you got to marry <laughs> Princess Berthany. Right. <laughs> like, Princess wow. Berthany. That's like somebody naming their kid Horvath. I've just never even heard this name. I, like I never it. heard of it either. Huh. And, I, and I, lo- I was like, am I seeing this right? Because I looked at it and it's like I said, Berthany. I was hmm. like, okay. All right. All right. Well, I can see now why he decided to steal my food. I can see. Um, the poor guy probably loved him a meal. Growing up, we're going to pray for Berthany later. Because mm-hmm. uh, if not, I'm going to lay hands. The new laying on of the hands, <laughs> Should at least bro. bless his meal. <laughs> yeah. Um, bless somebody, all right. Bless him with a brick, dang it. Anyway, yeah. So we uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight obviously um it ain't like you going nowhere so <laughs> you get to hear it uh i'm just i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um but yeah we uh pretty much what we wanted to do first was just talk about uh, life interrupted and uh, i think there's no one who can explain that better <laughs> than devin because his uh his narratives oh, and his man. stories have have kept me highly entertained I mean, uh, since this whole process started, and also if you if you watch, follow him or his wife on social media, you see that all he's doing is is body slamming his kids I mean, um, at true. all times, and There's I think he's doing of, that on purpose. A lot of wrestling, <laughs> a lot of shenanigans. You know, I've been <laughs> I've been telling people trying to juggle the busiest seasons of our professional lives, usually between you know the February through May time period, with her being in accounting and me being in in financial planning. So a lot of people are doing their stuff to start the year. She's got tax season. And so, you know, two weeks ago we're told, okay, you're going to work from home. And by the way, schools are closed and trying to navigate that. So, you know, we're, we're slowly figuring out some sort of routine. We take, yeah, we take, you know, two hours off uh, where she will watch the boys and I'll work and then we switch and, you know, we're telling people we take two hours to go work when really it's just I'm taking two hours to just get away from those children. <laughs> you know, God bless them. But, I mean, we we just, we weren't, at least I was not designed to spend this much time with my kids. You know, I just wasn't. I just wasn't. But. Yeah, it sounds like, I don't know, I, uh, you know, I, I know that this has probably been the worst thing for a lot of uh, I would now classify them as non-homeschool parents, in, in which you you fit that classification. Yeah. Um, but you know you got to know that I think for some families this is I don't think you you fall into this category. You're a great great dad. I've seen you spend time mm. with your kids. I know that you love them. Debatable. Um, I just said I'm not designed to spend time with my children. <laughs> and you know I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't think anybody's really designed to spend time with anyone for. The uh the periods of time that we are all having to to spend time with each other, I, I yeah, think that it can be, be a good thing in some instances, but I also think that uh, um, the homicide rates may increase as we, as the weeks continue to uh, progress. I now understand ourselves. like those stories when they're like, "My dad said he was leaving for cigarettes and never came back. I'm about to take <laughs> up smoking." <laughs> Oh, what is wrong with America? 
Oh my uh, gosh! Actually, you know, let's ask want, that question. No, 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 no. I knew it when it came out my mouth. Yeah. I was like, let me bring that back. You were telling uh, me what? What are people saying about this year? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Do we really want to start off with that conversation? Yeah, you, you okay, told fine. me this. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's funny. I I don't need to name names, but I've been on social media a whole lot. Uh, like everybody has face facts and uh, yeah, yeah, social distancing I, through I, I, social media. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, that's the whole thing again. And um, also, you know, sidebar, which is just we're going to rabbit hole the entire time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, can we not call it social distancing? Because clearly everybody is being socially interactive. It's not like you have a choice. Um, but yeah, why don't we just say it's physical distance? I think it was uh, Pastor Tony Evans uh, did a message uh, on his joint this week, and that's what he called it. I was like, you know what? That's genius. Why don't we just call it that? So yeah physical distancing because ain't nobody being socially distant i love what our pastor said too he was talking about not being spiritually distant that's perfect too so why don't we be socially and spiritually close just keep your rona having tail away from me in the process mm-hmm. i think that's how we should say it okay okay cool that's fair. but anyway so let's, yeah let's yeah. go with that which is about you know 15 syllables versus <laughs> that's a lot easier for people to say Hey, ask Let's remain social and spiritually close while keeping your rabid hiney away from me. That's definitely more <laughs> concise than let's social distance. You were, you were <laughs> Very such good. A freaking dad. That'll be so oh much easier. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your rabid hiney. I yes. heard hiney. My mama used to say the word hiney, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So um I'm rolling through social media and I can guarantee you I saw I think I had to stop at like maybe five or six posts. It was either on Twitter or Instagram or something where people were just pretty much saying, RIP 2020, uh, this year is already over, worst year ever, all these other things. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if you know me, uh, but you know, I, I do coaching and a big part of coaching is mindset. In, in, in my realm, that's exactly uh, what I like to focus in on. So if you're trying to tell me that before the first quarter of the year is done, because by the way, it's not. Uh, we haven't even hit the last month of the first quarter of the year. Right. Uh, and you're trying to tell me that this year is already lost. Cut it, set it on fire, burn it. Mm. Um, yeah, no, nah, that, that's going to grind my gears. And so, yeah, I was just, uh, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> I was like, what, what, what nation do I live in where it's okay to say something like that? And keep it moving. Like people are getting likes on this stuff, and I'm just like, are you yeah. really? I mean, people are prisoner of the moment, right? They prisoner, prisoner of the moment. Yo, they have you want me to bias. cuss on this podcast? Right. We need to put an explicit sign on the, on this episode because it's coming. Well, they have recency um, bias, where you know the last movie they saw is the best movie, or you know the last meal they had was the worst meal, whatever. You know, everything's got to be exaggerated. That said, this is the worst year ever. <laughs> okay those people are 100 percent correct there you go i uh, am th- giving them likes and hearts and all kinds of stuff because you know i lost kobe i am now stuck at home with my children <laughs> i'm still required to do my job <laughs> there's no sports the masters are canceled the olympics are pushed um, James Bond is postponed. Jordan, tell me what possibly is good about this year. Ah, you poor white man, you. I swear. Oh, poor white. You know, man. That's the, the NBA got canceled. Okay, now you. Not to mention perfect. the first thing I said, Kobe died. 
Like, yeah, come on. No, I mean that was that was tough. That was definitely <sighs> tough. We all know that. And March Madness blows, got canceled. Man. 2020 is the worst. March Madness got canceled. But yeah. here's the whole thing, though. Like, what if you won the lottery in November? But I didn't. <laughs> well, how do you know that? Cause it ain't uh, November because yet, I know right? the chances of winning the lottery. Like, I already know that. And hey, if look. I do, I'm happy to, to go back and I'll redact this whole podcast. You know? Okay. Yeah. Don't redact the whole podcast. We okay. got to cuss them out in some areas and that's going to stick. But, uh, yeah. No, I just, I don't know. I, it, it's If it's in me to remember some of the things that I've, I've I've witnessed in the Bible, like, I don't know, the story of Job or, like, the story of Joseph, you know, you can write off your whole life real quick when things like that happen. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like you got, I guess if, if I get enslaved to build pyramids or I get swallowed by a fish, you know, okay, maybe, maybe then some other years worse. But, you know, so far, I mean, one of the years of your life's, has to be the worst. Why can't it be 2020? Oh, God. <laughs> One of them has to be the worst. That's just statistically true. I mean, I'm not against <laughs> that statement. And I can understand how the beginning of this year right now. Don't tell me how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> I will. No. I mean, I can understand how the beginning of this year could definitely be the one to have people say, you know what? Yep, this is it. This is it. But here's the problem with that. Then what if 21, I mean, 2021 comes around and I mean, I don't even want to fathom. <laughs> I really yeah, hope 2021 yeah, has a better this year. <laughs> I know. It's just like, I don't even oh. know how to just, yeah. Like, you don't want to mail stuff like that in. That's why I tell people, man, hold tight, bro. This could be your best year yet. The, the only choice we have is to mail stuff in. We can't even go to our jobs. <laughs> That's the only thing we can do. <sighs> Amazon okay. is coming to my door three times a day with provisions. Touche. Touche. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And Amazon Prime. And well, at least you guys got cookie dough. Unless y'all actually finally use that. <laughs> Half eaten cookie dough by the time I got it. Bruh. It was not uh, chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would have only been a school. I didn't know for the inside joke. Oh, gosh, man. But yeah, so. I mean, life is different. We all know that. It's just it's, this is what it's going to be, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later as well. But, I mean, what else would you expect? I mean, yeah, nobody knew what to expect. So I don't even know why I'm even asking that question. No, because no, this, yeah. is, this is wild, man. It really is. I would have never had predicted something like this. Like, even when, you know, of course, I, I've watched a couple disaster movies now. You know, I watch Contagion. Like a lot of America has, it oh trended to like Contagion a and outbreak. Movie. Yeah, all y'all um, need to be ashamed of yourselves. The problem is, is the outbreak is a terrible movie. Contagion is actually a great movie, but Soderbergh <laughs> is tremendous. Um, but anyways, you watch that movie, and it's just like this decline into chaos. And I will say, like humanity is at least a little bit better at handling this than I maybe would have expected. Like. People are complaining no, and stuff. Not. Did you see Contagion? People were looting. There were like women trying to siphon gas out of Matt Damon's car in the parking lot. Like people were nuts in that movie. Like that okay. stuff isn't happening. People have so far remained relatively calm through this thing. All right. Speaking of which, let's just go ahead and bypass what you're about to say and go directly to the story on Reddit about how somebody stole an 18 wheeler mm. filled with 18,000 pounds of toilet paper. <laughs> It was a thousand pounds or thousand rolls. 
No, it was it was it was pounds. I am pretty sure. That on it, of course, I lost it. Nine Man, tons of TP. Yeah, nine tons of TP. The bottom line is, we don't even need to read the article. This is all you need to know. Somebody out there was desperate enough in the chaos and the crises of the coronavirus COVID nineteen that they had the audacity to steal an 18-wheeler filled with toilet paper because clearly they are crapping their pants mm. enough to need that many rolls. And then they got caught. That's my favorite part. Like, that's one of those things where you need not get caught because you were dumb enough to do it and you just need to save face, or in this case, so save rolls. So let me just play devil's advocate here. What you really if, gonna do this? Yeah, because I just wanna I just wanna ask. Like, is there anything, any excuse you could come up with that you'd be like, all right, okay, cool. I I understand why you would have done that. Anything? No? Nothing? This is a podcast, so you need to talk. I mean <laughs> no, just, no excuse. Because like, like, I've the got only, a good one. The only dumb excuse I can find is I really had to go. Okay. I really had to. But see, that's not even a logical excuse. I'm going to give you an exactly. excuse that I could embrace and actually make sense. What if they were just going to go TP the White House? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. That, so the funniest works. part of the Reddit uh, sucker. No. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, the funniest part about that joke was somebody po- posted up there that uh um <laughs> the contraband was worth two point four billion. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> two point four really, billion. You really might be right, bro. Goodness. You might be right. So I don't know, but yeah, kudos and at the same time, uh add a boy to whoever I just I don't even want to read the rest of the article. I started reading the article and then my brain just shut down. Um, and I think that was probably in my best interest. And that was only a state away, right? That was North Carolina, I think you said? Yeah, that was North Carolina. Oh, man. Oh, man. I know. (laughs) Could not be. I wonder if that's going to affect housing prices here. We were too close to that type of crime. Got to be careful. I got a funny feeling. Nah, just spin that out there. Are you a particular Uh, kind of toilet paper person? uh, I mean, we always been Charmin people. Charmin? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm a cot- I, I, I'm a cottonelle. I like the cottonelle. Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, or you know, I, I know that previous jobs in my mind were like solid one ply folk because that's what you yeah. do working in high schools. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, not the best situation. No, not, not great. The best. Not great. We did buy some quilted Norther one time when we it was on sale, and mm-hmm. not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. It was like wiping with a duvet cover. It's not good. Oh my gosh. Well, it's quilted, so. Uh, yeah, duvet cover. That's that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% inspiring. Anyway, all right. So, yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Because this joint oh, is man, really there's just. There's a lot of things. Yeah, I know. 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss, but not at a loss for words. Well, uh, anyway, let's, no, un- let's about... unpack some of the real issue attacking knowledge that you have read. And there was a article you saw on the Atlantic and that yeah. broke down a lot of interesting things and, you know, things okay. that are actually, you know, I mean, it's a little, little scary, but 
and some of the things that he put together. So if you guys don't know who he is, like I said, he is the director of the National Institutes of Health. Um, and he is actually the boss of this dude, Anthony Fauci. Now, if you know who Fauci is or you don't know who he is, um, he's the guy that's been giving us the big updates from the presidential podium uh, concerning the coronavirus um, at this particular point in time. And so he's the one that's trying to help all of us out by saying, yo, you really need to stay at home. Um, this is that person's boss. And he pretty much laid it out there in an interview um, about everything that's getting ready to go down, uh, what we can legitimately uh, look to expect, um, some of the things that we can do to prepare. And, you know, he, for what it's worth, he didn't hold no stones. Um, but I just, I wanted to pull out some of the stuff uh, that it talks about um, concerning uh, what we need to do and what, what we can expect. And I just pulled out this one little section right here. Um, Collins, like is his last name, also spoke about civic responsibility and the importance of selflessness. Oh, crap. Mm. Here we go. Uh, in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> that is against think... our nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we going to get cussed out on this episode. I don't care. Uh, I think we as a nation have to get into a place of not just thinking about ourselves, uh, but thinking about everybody else around us, and particularly the most vulnerable people, those who are older and those people with chronic diseases. Young people may have, by the way, this was, uh, this was, published on the 19th <laughs> this sounds like um, the message of christ uh, <laughs> like worry you know, about worry about the least of these <laughs> yeah don't be selfish <laughs> no way not at all yeah this <laughs> is basically practice good uh christendom okay or loving others as yourself no yeah. there's no way yeah. it can be that mm -hmm. anyway uh young people may have relatively low risk of serious illness which by the way uh, we learned that's not the case this week as well. Mm -hmm. If young folks can get it and it will kill them. Yep. Uh, kids seem to have very low risk. Of course, I pick it up by reading that right after that, but whatever. Uh, but if you want to avoid what could be the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people, uh, then it is incumbent on all of us to severely limit our social interactions. That's social distancing, but whatever. <laughs> we talked about that. Um, we need to ask. <laughs> we need to ask the questions about every interaction we have and whether it is necessary or not. And he's talking about how he was going to speak very strongly on that. And basically, he gets to the point. He's like, obviously, people do have to get food uh, in the house and do other absolutely essential things. But beyond that, we should be volunteering to engage in the most stringent kind of isolation. Mm -hmm. So I got some other stuff I wanted to read, but I just, I love the fact that this came out at that particular point in time. Yeah, no, not everybody read this article. Perfectly fine. I get that. Um, and, you know, we can, we can have a real conversation on what was being said and what was being received as, to, as opposed to what should have been said and what we should have been receiving. Um, and plus, if you pay attention to world affairs and, you know, I, let's not even get, don't get me started on the whole Chinese virus piece. But um, if we're having a real conversation about this and you pay attention to what's going on in the world, then you were probably scratching your head maybe a couple of months ago yeah. uh, with yeah. how this was impacting uh, China. And then all of a sudden it starts impacting Italy and then it really starts impacting Italy and now it's impacting other sections of europe yeah um and don't be surprised to hear uh oh 
something's happening in South America or something's happening over in Africa. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, anytime that something like this happens, and which is funny because it's happened frequently, this is the first one that apparently is getting everybody's attention. I don't understand that. Um, but what is it? Uh, we've had that piggy flu, swine, swine flu, bird Hada, flu, bird, mm-hmm. you know, Mars, SARS, uh, Ebola twice. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and all of them were very capable of killing people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, when, when those first came out, people were taking them seriously. And for some reason, this one, people just, they don't, I don't think they seem to care. Right. I don't know. I'm talking too much. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, sir? Well, how do you, you know, how do you feel? What's weird what? is that this is such a lose lose situation when you're put in the position to make decisions about right. the correct course. I know a lot of people are trying to use like logic and rationale behind some of their decision making. The problem is is that when you don't have a medical degree and you don't understand what this stuff actually means from a medical standpoint, your logic is going to be so flawed in the first place. <laughs> like, right. and, and a, lot, a lot of people just go, well, it's logical that this would be, and it's like, no, 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 that's not. Unfortunately, it's, you know, at first a lot of people are like, well, it's the flu. The, the flu kills 20, 30,000 people a year. And we don't do this when the flu comes. Okay. That that's, that's true. The, we also have a cure. For but the flu. we also, yeah, we also have a vaccine yeah. for the flu. It's also something that's seasonal. So much like car accidents is something that kills you know, thousands and thousands of people every year. We don't just stop driving our cars. It's something that has become a social acceptable norm. Right. This is not that. So comparing it to something that we have deemed to be a social norm or a seasonal thing is, is not really an adequate way to handle this. And the real difficulty here is that if let's say a hundred thousand people die, that might be deemed well, they were saying that it could have been a million or three million people. So it clearly yeah. wasn't as bad. We didn't have to do what we did. And, right. but in reality, if we didn't do what we're doing now, if schools here in Virginia and other States weren't shut down through the end of the school year, instead of a hundred thousand people, maybe 2 million people die. And then if 2 million yeah. people die, they're going to say, well, why didn't we do this stuff sooner? Or how come more States weren't more strict? It's like, no matter what, we will have Monday morning quarterbacks second guessing every decision that's made. And what I've really tried to do is take out my own guessing, my own, what I deem to be logical or rational, because I don't know, I'm not a medical professional. And much like people always have opinions on the stock market and always have opinions on finances, I do it for a living. So I hear all sides of it, and a lot of people don't have enough context to actually make the right decision. <laughs> so, yeah. so no. I, I think that's the case with this. And with me, I just want to defer to the people like who you're talking, talking about, the people who this is their job, this is what they're doing. Every medical professional that I have seen interviewed or, or talked on TV or podcast or whatever, they are all taking this thing incredibly seriously. Yeah, they are. So it, it's it's not it's not debatable. I don't care if you've never had the flu. I don't care if you don't have a breathing problem. This is not a debatable thing. 
the professionals no. who know what they're talking about are in agreement. hundred <laughs> percent. That, 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 that's, I think that's kind of my point. So I just, I love that. Um, and the fact that at the end of the day, uh, I think that that in combination with the fact that, uh, how do I say this? Cause I just don't care. Um, and I'm trying to sound like I care though. No, no, too late, whatever. Um, <laughs> this is, this has been my thinking the entire time. Okay. Because, you know, we were talking about, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, um, and how, what was it? Uh, how this is also like one of the weakest viruses out there when it comes down to it, you know what I'm saying? Like how it doesn't affect so many people. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, also how any, like all these things can take it out with the greatest ease, like heat apparently takes it out. So you can drink hot water. You can be in hot temperatures that helps mm -hmm. or vitamin C, like, you know what I'm saying? Like not, you don't need a real, quote-unquote cure now i'm not i'm not saying that you don't need a cure cure please let's make one um and let's take care of people <laughs> right yeah before yeah because that's that that would be the kiss of death right there but um but yeah no so all these things and at the same time though yeah the people who think that they're strong enough they can get it or even if they get it they can fight it off they be fine you know i i just i think back on last week like i think back on everything that was happening as this began to really unfurl and show its real face for what it was. And I just remember driving down the highway in Virginia Beach and looking to the left and seeing Mount Trashmore and seeing the, oh, the, the parking lot more packed than I've ever seen it before. Yeah. And everybody's outside flying kites right. and singing songs and, and licking lollipops and stuff. And they were talking about the same thing was happening at the oceanfront. Or <clears throat> I'm up or in New York. Spring right break now. in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The story of spring break in Florida, and yeah. everybody's down there doing the wobble, and I'm just like, yeah, wobbling your oof. And and what's crazy to me about that is when you put this into context, okay, have you ever in your life been told, hey, you cannot come into work for the next two weeks at least, right? Because of this, and so let's just put that into context. If your boss I tells you something in an unprecedented level and says you should not come into the office because we are trying to do what is right for society by trying to limit <laughs> our interaction with each other, your first thought is, wow, this is like a second Memorial Day, or this is like the 5th of July. Like, what are you doing? Like, that is not <laughs> at all the logical step in something Bruh. that has never happened before, and yet your first thought is, ooh, I'm going to go to the park today because it's 76. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah, to, to my point, um, this is what I really think is happening right now. Like, this is an either-or thing, and it, it almost falls in line with all the, with all the, the black and white stuff that, that, that America is dealing with today. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is friend or foe in, in the most un, unlikely of ways. Like, you, you either have a choice to be obedient to the understanding of what people are telling you to do, right. or what I, I think I said is it's like you succumb to, to, to your own FOMO. Like you would like to risk the lives of millions potentially over the fact that you don't want to miss out and you want to be involved. Uh, and so you're going to go ahead and continue with your social interactions with people, even though potentially this could get back to gam gam because you've been out here running around right. with people and it's going to take her out. Yeah. People, like people just... are, are not thinking beyond themselves. They're thinking, you know, well, I'm young, I'm healthy, whatever. Well, you know, my, my father-in-law is living with us here. 
you know, and he's been dealing with a really bad chest cold for like two, three weeks. Right. And, and all Jamie and I could think was, oh my gosh, could you imagine? Because this is really dangerous for people who have a breathing issue already. Yeah. Right. Like that's really when it, it can be extremely dangerous. So we're both thinking, oh my gosh, like we have to be really careful about bringing something like this back because he would be somebody who would be considered at risk. And when I really knew that this thing was serious, you know how they say, follow the money, <laughs> follow the money. That's when you know something serious when, yeah. and pretty much and this is again, why I kind of love the NBA because they always seem to be on kind of the precipice of progressive decision-making. They were the mm -hmm. first major outlet of <clears throat> any kind in entertainment, sports, whatever you want to call it, that said, okay, Shut one of down. our tears, one of our players tested positive. We're shutting down. That's it. And then everybody else followed suit. Listen, you are not going to have major, major sports franchises, leagues, uh, Hollywood, all these major corporations shut down, lose billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars yeah. if this thing is not serious. And that has nothing to do with media hype. Because if you think that these people, those 30 owners who are all billionaires, are going to lose money because they're being persuaded by Facebook or media hype, then right. you're, just, you're just dumb. They're, <laughs> they are listening to people that are educated on this thing, that understand what this thing is, and that understand the risks involved. They're not going to forfeit that kind of money to something that is not a legitimate and serious threat. And that's exactly. when I knew, oh, wow, this is serious. <laughs> oh, boy. I tell you what, man. Anyway, yeah, let, let's let's keep the party going on this one because that's kind of spot on. And I think, I don't know, this might phase right into something else that Colin said. It may not. Um, but I think it takes it a step further. If nothing else, uh, I was talking about how Collins also offered a big picture perspective for Americans. And this is the part that nobody wants to hear, but especially folks who want us up and running by Easter. Yes, because that, what this country um, does is work. Uh, anyway, Collins says, I think people need to be prepared that we are going to be in this space for more time than they will like, he said. In many ways, the best sign that we're making progress will be that the duration of the epidemic goes on a little longer. That's what flattening the curve means. It means that the most serious cases do get stretched out over time and don't all happen right at the beginning. So anybody who's imagining that this will all be over and done within a month <laughs> needs to get their mind around the fact that we're in this, I think, for quite a long stretch of time. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine that schools that have decided to give students off two weeks will be back in session then and probably not for this whole academic year. I think we're facing the fact that at least until June, <laughs> yeah. we all need to be in the space of taking this with the greatest seriousness. And that means every American taking responsibility about this and not coming up with reasons why it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. And I this will say is... to you again, follow the money. So let's put this into context a little bit. Yesterday, mm -hmm. the Senate passed a $2 trillion stimulus package, the largest one in history. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. It took them a couple of weeks to hammer this thing out and put it into play. I don't do get you, me started on that. Do you know how long it took for them to agree on the $400 we all got, like post 9 11 as a stimulus package? It took them eight months, eight months for 400 bucks a person. This <laughs> took a couple of weeks, and people are getting three times that amount. You're getting $500 if you have a kid. Like, this is a massive amount of money. So, again, follow the money. If they're going to approve this type of money that quickly, that's because not only do they realize this is a very big deal, but if they thought this thing was actually going to be over come April, guess what, people? Logistically, you're not even going to get a check probably till May. You got a point. So if they're thinking this thing's going to be over by Easter, as some people are, and now I'm kind of hoping that that truck is actually driving to the White House to TP it. But Stop. if that's what they're actually thinking, why on earth would they pass this massive stimulus if they think this thing's going to be over and done within the next two weeks? Because that money isn't going to be here for a couple of months. And why on earth would you pass that much money? Like, just follow the money, people. <laughs> follow the money, and you you will figure out what they're actually saying. Yes. We, as a Christian podcast, always want you to follow the money. Yes. Because that's what it's all about. Hey, <laughs> where, hey where, where your treasure is, there your heart will be, right? Isn't that it? This is very, very true. I mean, it's yeah. biblical, you know? Yeah. Well, no, what it is is <laughs> unfortunate because that is the nature of the beast. Um, it is. You know, it's always good to operate in faith, but you also have to make sure that you are very analytical and aware of the situations as they present themselves. Yes. I will definitely give you that. So I will digress. Um, and I'll say that no one <laughs> should TP the White House, no matter how they feel about it. Please don't wink, TP the wink. White House. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, all that to say that this, this Collins cat, um, if he is the expert in our nation, on what we should be doing, then I would encourage and everybody. It, it it can only be wisdom to follow wisdom. You know what I'm right, saying? And right. if I gotta if I gotta make this biblical, uh, what is it? At, um, uh, Second Chronicles chapter ten, I think. Yeah, it talks about um David's grandboy grandson Rehoboam, and how he had just gotten into uh kingship um, because Solomon had just passed away, and they were talking about. Um, the people coming to him and asking him if he would not be as harsh as his daddy was. And he was like, all right, give me three days. Let me get back to you. So he goes and he talks to, um, and this is the thing that got me. And it's, it stays in my head. It stays in my head forever. Um, it says that he talked to Solomon's council. It just said his father's council. But you got to remember who Solomon is. Solomon is the wisest man in the Old Testament. And so it always sticks out to me that the wisest man in the Old Testament still had wise counsel. Right. Translation. Right. No matter how wise you are, it is always good to have your leadership or your oversight or your accountability yes. to keep you in check. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm thinking this dude is, is a king. By the way, he doesn't yeah. listen to it, and it ends up dividing the entire freaking kingdom. You can right. read it later if you want to. Um, but, you know, the the bottom line in that is, we're talking about kings having to use that stuff and make that make those kinds of decisions. None of us are kings. You, you cannot like, be an expert in everything. Yeah, there's no way you can be an expert. You in everything. can't be. You can't be. And what I like to tell people sometimes is think about what you do as your profession, and it doesn't even matter what it is. Okay, if you're if you're a mechanic, 
if you're a food service worker, if you're a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it may be, okay, you know more about what it is that you do than somebody who doesn't do it. Right. Yet when it comes to something like this, people are overly willing to insert their own knowledge or lack thereof. And opinion. And determine what they think is is true or real. Meanwhile, if someone came down to where you work, let's say you're let's say you you're a barber, okay? Someone comes down to where you work and they're like, Man, you're cutting hair all wrong. That barber would be like, What are you talking about? You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Meanwhile, someone comes out and says, We need to shut down schools. The barber's like, You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, come on. Like, just think about it in the own context of what you're good at. And I think I always think about Gladwell and his ten thousand hour rule, right? Yeah. It takes ten thousand hours of of focused practice to become uh, a prof- like an elite professional or world class at at one specific thing okay 10,000 hours is 20 hours a week for 10 years of practice if you've given 20 hours a week over the over the last 10 years studying disease and outbreak all right I'll listen to you if you haven't sit down don't post anything listen to the people who have shut up shut up I know I said it Shut up. There you, you got go. Problem with it? You can email Devin Chandler at whatever Devin Chandler's email is at jbrown.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's about to just be sending that email into the abyss. <laughs> They're totally sending <laughs> that email, and yeah, 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 gonna yeah, fall yeah, on yeah. deaf so, ears. Yeah. Well, anyway, again, the encouragement is: please listen to your wisdom. Yes. And follow what your wisdom is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And trust in the fact that God has appointed that wisdom to keep you alive. Because if not, you're going to be out here acting like a fool and you're going to have a dry cough and then you're going to fall down. <laughs> and if you're seeing inconsistency in leadership, that that a lot of times is not wisdom. Oh, God. Yeah. So well, just, we'll just know that. There's oh, been yeah. a lot of inconsistency from a lot of our leadership. I would I would trust the people who've been consistent in what they're saying. Yeah, and also tired of bickering leadership too. That's another podcast episode mm-hmm. for another day. Um, anyway, I mean, I, uh, I would like to just real quickly say, give a little I told you so. I mean, Andrew Yang was my guy. <laughs> people didn't think that sending people money was a good idea. And then the moment some broke butt needs some money, guess what? They can't pass this thing fast enough. People complaining all over the place. When are they going to pass this thing? I can't believe they're holding this thing up. I can't believe. Where's my money? Where a month ago, you were like, socialism is going to kill this country. Well, guess what? Sending you $1,200 is socialism. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wonder if they're going to go. Oh, my God. It was just, it was killing me to see uh, people ranting and raving about not getting this thing passed and then blaming uh, one side for not getting it done when all they were trying to do was get more money into your pocket is what they were trying to do. <laughs> yeah. It's called helping your fellow man and helping uh, as your a, neighbor. As opposed to helping your uh, <clears throat> corporate overlords. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, it's uh, funny because it, it, it shows up in so many different ways. I love the fact that it's doing it that way because God knows I need it, but I'm thinking <laughs> about all the other stuff that's happened to, we were talking about the NBA players and, and how they are. Oh, how yeah, they're yeah. literally paying like their arena people salaries. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just and, saw today and to be that, fair, uh, a lot of the owners have stepped up and done the same thing. So yeah, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm loving um, the one of like three football players that everybody loves. Drew Brees 
Uh, and him and his wife today committed $5 million to taking care of New Orleans, which we know right now is definitely absolutely necessary. Yeah. I, this is, that's just awesome, man, because number one, I know Breeze is a believer. That guy, and the fact that he follows through, act, he follows through is unreal, yo. Mm. It's just, it's so cool. Like, apparently, like, that's going to help out by providing 10,000 meals a day. Mm. You know, like, that's for whatever amount of time necessary. And I'm pretty sure if he had, so he'd go back in his pockets and get a little bit more. Um, but I mean, I just, I love seeing that because even though, yeah, the government took them forever to get the act together to do this whole stimulus joint, it is going to help out a lot of people. It is. And that's to be appreciated. But I love the fact that, you know, in this, whether they realize it or not, they are doing and being what the church is supposed to do and be as right, well. Right. And now I know that the church is doing everything it can, or at least trying to, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be online services and content, or we got people who are legit running out and trying to take food to older elderly and stuff like that. It's just, it's amazing to see because uh, who was it? Um, I don't know if you know, Ed Augustine mm-hmm. owns Paramount Builders, uh, put a post on Facebook. I, I loved it, man. I had to respect it all the way through. And basically he was just like, um, like America is hurting and needs help. And then it was like America said, hold my beer. And I was like, okay, that's, that's the, that's the best hold my beer I've ever yeah. seen. But um, yeah, I just, I just, I just love the fact that we are seeing that because as much as I hear other things, which we're about to talk about in two seconds anyway, um, I, I, I love the fact that we can witness uh, the church in action. And, and I'm, I'm hoping and praying that what it does is it, it brings people back into uh, a, a want or a desire to have a relationship with Jesus because as we know uh, a lot of people especially millennials and Gen Zers don't see a need for them well I hope they see a need for them now right you kind of have no choice buddy yeah. uh, <laughs> just me I don't know maybe that's going to come off as me but I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody about it if, if they need the reason I'll gladly gladly do that well I mean uh, the, the fact is the, the our government's founded on what the government is of the people, by the people, for the people. Mm-hmm. Our, our government has gotten away from that since our founding fathers. You know, we've slowly gotten away from that where it's about so many other things. And in reality, our government should be there as a resource to help its citizens in a time like this, in a time of need, in a time of pandemic fear, in a time where people are being challenged and stressed. It should be there as a way to help out. Now, I'm not saying that that's who you should ultimately rely on and put your faith in, but that that should at least that's how it was designed, how this country was designed to operate, where it was going to help its citizens. Yeah, that that's a perfect segue. And also, you'd have nailed it if you'd have finished it with the last line of what you just mentioned, sir. Mm-hmm. Was it, what does that say? Shall not perish from the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 you 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 missed your time, man. You missed your time to shine. Sorry about that. Uh, but no, what you said actually makes perfect sense too. Because now I, I I would like to talk about um people's belief and their approach in that, and the fact that another thing that we've seen uh on social media as my voice decides it wants to try and go out on me right now, uh, but whatever. <clears throat> I told is, you um, not to travel. Hey, no, it's <laughs> uh, that that was mucus, sir. Okay, good. My, my coughs are not dry. Thank you. God uh, bless you. I hope so. Uh, but no, uh, what I have seen is also a whole lot of, of really bad theology flying around on social media. So the hypocrisy oh, of the man. statement that I just made 
uh, is that I'm going to follow it up with the fact that the people who are looking for Jesus are, are seeing a whole lot of nonsense, <laughs> especially on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know what the heck is uh, happening, man. It's just everybody's talking about act of God or, or we, we deserve this. This is punishment or, or stuff like that. I mean, you know, for what it's worth, I think that maybe just maybe God's hitting a reset button. Um, but I don't know if you've ever had a chance to read, uh, I don't know, First Thessalonians or Revelation or even certain parts of the Old Testament. Um, I've, I've, I've seen what they call end times theology or apocalyptic theology or whatever the case <laughs> may be. It's definitely the most entertaining part of theology. It is. It is. It is. You're right. You're right. Um, you know, people giving birth in the middle of the sky and like three-headed dragon dogs or something. I, I can't remember right now that, that, that second part. Uh, but last I checked, I don't think that, that plagues have anything to do with us being raptured. And it's just, it's getting on my last nerve. That was, that was, that was the beginning of the end for me to want to well, go on Facebook. It's and happening just all over, which is interesting because there was actually a conference call with one of the investment groups that we work with, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. out of dozens. So it's not like we're taking all of our advice from this group, but this is just an, a, one of the countless ones that was out there. And apparently the guy who manages some fund was a Christian. And he was thinking that the reason why this is happening is because we are eating meat and we are not treating animals correctly. And it's like a lot of Old Testament like, you know, <laughs> Deuteronomy, all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking uh, that would all be well and good, except for the fact that then Christ said, yeah, go ahead and kind of eat what you want. It's cool. <laughs> and so my favorite part is like it just makes Christians and believers look utterly wacko and insane when they throw this stuff out there and they don't even understand that's not even what the Bible tells them when the guy that they're claiming is their savior kind of null and void that whole thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've been having issues with that for a hot minute. Um, I got a, you know, I'd even listen to this, but it's cool. I got a friend of mine who is a uh, Hebrew Israelite. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but just understand that according to them, you're the devil and you are going to hell. Well, I've heard of both uh, of them. I just, huh? I've heard of the Hebrews and the Israelites but this guy's both okay yeah 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 well no it's i don't know it's um why am i the devil are you saying i'm the devil or the collective no, just 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 white yeah white 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 people in general oh okay I, um, no i can see some that. yeah some <laughs> sects believe that you guys can be grafted back in but most pretty much believe that uh <laughs> grafted you're, back in yeah like skin your, your day is coming okay bro literally hey, skin listen, we don't we, we do not have time to break all of that down oh man uh but <clears throat> one of the main things um that they believe that it comes out of Deuteronomy 28 is that, um, you know, they are cursed because they've gotten away from the 613, you know, the, the main laws of, of, of Torah and all that. Um, and, and, and it's funny though, because I look at it and I, I have conversations with him. I love dude. Like if he needs anything, I'll, I'll give it to him because number one, that's what Christians are supposed to do. And his, his Christian family has actually turned their back on him, which really kind of <laughs> pissed me off. Except a coupon to a tattoo parlor. But <clears throat> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there's that, you know, and also because he, he's been like a bro for, for a hot minute, you know, there's no way that I'm gonna sit up here and turn my back on him because he believes something different, you know, right. it's just like, oh no, that doesn't, um, but yeah, it just, it really, uh, it leaves me scratching my head because 
because no, how well did things go when people were following those 600 plus? They didn't it, go it, so well for them either. So it doesn't. And then <laughs> the craziest part about it is um, it'd be different if they just kind of stuck to like traditional Jewish stuff. Right. And all they did was mess with the Old Testament. But yeah, they they did themselves a disservice, in my personal opinion. They They dip into the New Testament. They do believe in Jesus. They don't believe that he is, um, you know, who we know he is, fully God and fully man. Uh, they don't believe in the virgin birth. Right. Uh, they don't believe in a bunch of stuff, but they okay. still believe in, in Jesus and that he, he did what he did. And also they rock okay. with Paul. And then that's what they really messed up for me. Huh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they did. Because <laughs> okay. when you do that, you have to bring other things into to, to focus, having conversations. Yeah, that's basically about... a rewriting of those 600... <laughs> Well, it is in, no, in a lot of ways. Writing, like I, I say it this way, and this way is actually kind of edgy, and, and, and sometimes it flirts with not heresy, but it just flirts with a way that he shouldn't approach it. But Paul, in in certain um, in certain chapters of certain uh, epistles that he wrote, like what is it, Ephesians chapter two, and especially Galatians chapter three, Galatians chapter two and three, two through two through four, really, but three is the one. Mm-hmm. Um, he pretty much dismantles the understanding of the need for law he's like if we still needed that <laughs> and that's how things were supposed to go then jesus died for nothing and jesus didn't die for nothing so right. why are you still doing all this nonsense you know what i'm saying and if that's well, the thing he, that gets he me. also completely abolished the whole tribalism mindset and abolished the whole chosen people mindset like how can you well, that's what that's ephesians <laughs> chapter two how can yeah, you totally like, embrace these these laws and rules that were written for a specific one chosen group of people and then love the dude thousands of years later who comes along and says hey by the way there is no chosen people we're all ch- the people like you can't embrace both of those things without it and just that's being the whole thing man conscious. that's what i'm saying okay like i don't know it's it's, it's the birth of the church it's mm. the beginning of the understanding of christians and how um like I told you, Derwin Gray pretty much is trying to tell us that the birth of Christianity wasn't just the birth of faith, but it was also a new ethnicity. Like, there's so many things we could talk about now, but I, that's what I'm thinking. It's just like so, so many people have misclassified, misrepresented, um, and and misdid a whole bunch of stuff with, with the gospel. And it just, I don't know, it makes my head hurt because ultimately what you're doing is you have all these people who may or may not believe. Um, some of them may not be that strong in their faith, or like I said, they don't believe at all. They're on the outside looking in, they see this stuff and they're just like, I don't want to be a part of a faith that does this. And, and the problem with that is what they're seeing is most likely not even our faith. Mm-hmm. And so now let's, let's trans, let's transpose that people are looking on social media. People are seeing all the stuff that's being posted and they're just like, I don't want to be a part of no doom and gloom like that. I don't want to be a part of a God who hates me enough to send down some disease to wipe out potentially one and a half million people on this earth. Right. Like, yeah, why, why would I want to be a part of that? And here's the, here's the real answer, because that's not really what you're going to be a part of. Somebody is just telling you the wrong thing. And unfortunately, you are absorbing that as, as though it were supposed to be the knowledge that you need to understand our faith. And I got a right. huge problem with that. Also, let me just point out one other thing, because I like thinking about these things with weird context. If this was the judgment of God, I'd like to think that just staying at home for a couple of months wouldn't just eliminate (laughs) you you dying. (laughs) 
I would think that if this is the judgment of the omnipotent one up in heaven deciding, well, my children have really upset me, that it would probably be a little bit more effective. <laughs> and, hey, you know what? Just stay home. You can go to the grocery store from time to time. But for the most part... You know, and, and after that, you're you think be God's are going, ah, shoot, I didn't think about the social distancing. Oh, Crap. I should have thought about that. And he's like yelling at Jesus. Why didn't you tell me <laughs> you were down there? You know the best way to get to them. <laughs> you were mad Yo. once. You should have told me you Yo. I sent you down there to figure out all their weaknesses. And this is what oh. you come back with. My gosh, yo. <laughs> There you go. Yo, that's 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 freaking ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I guess this whole thing really is when it comes down to it. <laughs> or at least this aspect of it. I I understand, man. At uh, the end of the day, this is what we know. We can go back to square one and just saying that this is something that nobody on this earth has been through. Um, you know, and prayerfully something that we all don't have to go through again. But it, this this is what I know. You know, this is not the first time that something like this has happened on the face of planet earth is it may potentially not be the last time oh, it probably it's, will not be the last time yeah you know i mean uh, three generations worth of people have not experienced anything like this we never had a great depression the scariest thing that we did have happen was 9-11 and it was legit but it wasn't something that was it, it didn't put us at a state of panic that lasted a lot longer you know what I'm saying it was a one-day event that has lasting memories right. and has things that you know, we, we keep in our mind and we keep in our heart, but yeah. it didn't keep us indoors unless you just lived in a state of fear. Well, and that's just, a, I was thinking about that because I was trying to think about how, what events are there that, that correlate with this? And, you know, that one kind of came to mind, but what's different about that is there's, there's almost this, um, this psychological impact that it had where like a, a virus is blameless and and in a lot of ways soulless like it's not doing it because it hates you it doesn't know any it's its nature where a terror attack is something personal it's something somebody it's an act of hatred and right, i was thinking right. it it doesn't really compare because the lasting ripple effect that our nation had from losing you know what about 3500 lives versus even if, if we end up losing, you know, half a million people in this pandemic, it won't have that same feel because of, it's kind of like if, if you, if you end up in a car accident, okay. And sustain injuries. If you sustain those exact same injuries because you were jumped by somebody, <laughs> the lasting impact, the, the, you know, PTSD from someone physically attacking you right. is completely different than something that is, is really of no fault. And so I'm, I'm looking, thinking about it. I'm like, these things don't really correlate because of that. This is a very different thing. And we're seeing a little bit more of, you know, while, while there are different opinions and whatnot, I'm at least seeing people somewhat kind of come together and rally around this thing a little bit in, in that way. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. Prayerfully, people just realize they need to stay their tails home. <laughs> yes. Yes. Says the man who yeah. drove to New York. But you had a good excuse. I was about to say, I was like, I was yeah, doing this, bro. <laughs> and like I said, even even though we're here, I'm still home. You are. I ain't, I ain't are. running around. You know, it was funny. My, my pops was telling, I was proud of me, bro, because we made zero pit stops. And I held it from Virginia to New York. Oh, <laughs> and I had to go. 
You didn't like get one of those Gatorade bottles and throw it out the window like a trucker? Nope. Nope. <laughs> didn't even do that. And trust me, I thought about it. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, just we, we realized, you know, the the necessity of this trip. And so yeah. we yeah. just prepared ourselves for, for everything and for what it's worth. Well, and, you know, and but, if you are required to go out, if you do, I mean, all of us need to go do something. You know, we need to go to the store. Or, you know, we need to maybe go to work, whatever it may be. Just just do your best. Like when I go to the store, I bring hand sanitizer and my hands are dry and terrible. But the fact is, is that when I leave a store, I put it on. <laughs> you know, yep. when I come home, I wash my hands for 20, 30 seconds. Like I'm just doing stuff a little bit more than I ever used to um, just yeah. to, you know, be sensitive to it and be aware of it. That's all. It's about being mindful. Just it's do about being part. self-aware. It. It's about being selfless. Self-aware. Not being selfish. We've talked about yeah. that. People struggle. Yeah. Of course. Yo, the struggle, <laughs> yo, FOMO is real, bro. <sighs> FOMO is real. But you know, the funny thing is FOMO is real as well. Like fear of messing up. Maybe people realize they're messing up the more that they try not to miss out. Mm. Ooh. No, because yep, that yep. means people are aware that they messed up. People are definitely aware of how other people are messing them up. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I think my gripe session is over. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, but, you know, if nothing else, just y'all understand. We're praying for people out here. We're praying that the sucker is over a lot quicker than even Colin suggested. I would, I would love for it to be done in, in a matter of weeks and months but that'd be great a lot of that is is it, it also means we're gonna have to take the right steps yeah. to make sure the stuff can do what it was supposed to do and well and a lot and of this, this is, is setting expectation you got to set an <laughs> expectation you know if you tell people that it's going to be two weeks they're going to lose their mind at 15 days if you tell people it's it's three four months and it's only two and a half they're going to be thrilled like you you've just got to set an expectation sometimes yeah know? Case in point, 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 point. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel better, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel better. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But, uh, yeah, guys, we uh, we thank you all once again for tuning in. Um, and for what it's worth, uh, we know that some folks are losing it out there, so I pray you guys get some peace uh, that you're not killing the people you live with. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because uh, i've heard stories already so i'm really praying um, <laughs> <laughs> i think our court systems are gonna be back blocked like backed up by the time this thing is over no i'm just kidding um but uh we we do ask the course as always that you tune in next week um and please continue to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does and please and all of that inspiration remember to wash your hands and stay safe wash those hands yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I'm Jordan. I'm Devin. And thank y'all once again, man. We'll catch you next week. Peace.
Eye to Eye is a production of Inspired One Enterprises. Thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode. Please don't forget to follow us on FB, Inspired One Enterprises, on Insta at I2I Podcast. That is I underscore the number two underscore I Podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. Uh, Leave those five stars and a generous review because you love us and want us to be successful. You know, like we want you to be successful. You know, it's like the whole reason why we've made this thing. Come on, man. Uh, Anyway, thank you once again for rocking with us. And please continue to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Yeah, y'all take it easy. We'll catch you next time. One love. Peace.